The only other thing, Clive, I want to share with you is, you know, if you look at politicians, whether you like them or not, uh, you know, they go out and they beat the streets. Now, the beautiful thing about us business owners and entrepreneurs is we can actually find spokespeople to go do that for us. So we don't have to do the politician, but you'll never you'll never not find a politician out there shaking hands and going to the public and, and sharing their message. And so in that same way. You ought to think about, well, okay, maybe it doesn't have to be me. Maybe I can get someone else to do it. But uh, you still have to think about what is that message. Welcome to the Get Real About Business podcast, where we uncover the real deal about automation, getting leads, retargeting, and sales funnels. You know, the stuff that will actually make you money and doesn't empty your wallet. Get valuable, actionable information from me and other experts in the online marketing space, which will boost your business beyond its current boundaries. Prepare for some hot tips today. I'll be your host, Clive Maloney. Hello, and welcome to the show. I'm Clive Maloney, and this is episode 22 of the Get Real About Business podcast. How this works, if you've never listened to an episode before, is what we do is we take a topic, an issue, or a challenge that entrepreneurs experience every day in their working life, and we show you how to fix it. So these episodes are designed to be educational and instructive and to give you some practical ideas that you can take away and put in place in your business. And we spend a lot of time on the show talking about sales and marketing and different ways of spreading your message. There are loads of different routes that you can go through in order to share what it is that you do and connect with an audience and ultimately sell your stuff. But if I had to pick one, if I had one channel to reach people, one that sticks head and shoulders above the rest, I'll be looking to get involved in some form of public speaking. Of course, that's why we're here today, isn't it? It's an opportunity for me to share my message and to connect with an audience. I love Facebook ads, business networking, joint ventures, and pretty much any opportunity to spread your message, connect with more people. But nothing is more powerful than the opportunity to connect with an audience live and leverage that for sales. In order to help you do that, my guest today is Dustin Matthews. Now, Dustin is founder of Speaking Empire that teaches entrepreneurs how to scale up their business from presentations and stages. He authored a book with Dan Kennedy that teaches how to do it. It's called The No BS Guide to Powerful Presentations how to sell anything with webinars and online media, speeches and seminars. Dustin is a really top guy and it's great to have him here on the show today. This is a great interview, so let's dig in right away. Here's Dustin. Clive, I am excited. I'm finally on Get Real About Business, man. I am pumped up today. <laughs> it's brilliant to have you here. And, uh, you know, I've checked out your book. I've seen a lot of the stuff that you're doing online and you're doing some really interesting stuff at the moment, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, that's the plight, uh, I think, of a lot of entrepreneurs is uh, we got a lot of irons in the fire, uh, but a lot of exciting times, new technology, new resources, uh, new ways to share the message. And so, uh, yeah, I'm excited to be alive and, and trying new things. Fantastic. And I love that whole concept around sharing your message. And, and essentially, that's just a brilliant way to get out there and, and connect and, and, and put your business out there so uh, so you can make more sales and uh, and make a bigger impact and influence in people's lives. 
Yeah, that's right. I mean, you know, most people kind of pigeonhole me, Clive, as a public speaking coach or presenter guy, presentation guy. And, you know, here it is. At the end of the day, if you are in business, you have a message and your message may not be like you think. It could be a product or the message of your product. But everyone has something to offer to the world, some value. And the real challenge is how do you get people excited about it? How do you get them really into action? Because if they don't buy from you or they don't act then nothing happens for, for both of you. And so, uh, yeah, I'm very passionate about this topic and I uh, have dedicated the last, gosh, 13 years of my life to this. <laughs> That's brilliant. I'm glad that we've got you here because you seem like the right guy to do it, definitely. And I know I hang around with a lot of small business owners and I go to events um, and I talk to people about like them going up and, uh, and delivering presentations. And what I get a lot is a lot of it is around fear of presentations yeah and the other is that people are delivering presentations they're standing up and talking at different events but they're not getting sales and they you know they don't know what it is that's missing for them to be able to turn that opportunity which is a fantastic opportunity to to connect they don't know how to turn that into a sale well, let me let me let's let's break this down into two parts because I hear two things. So number yeah. one is the fear, and so I I want to let everyone know listening in like I I shouldn't even be here today. I was the guy that found a loophole to get out of public speaking at university, and so I eventually one day was forced to cover for somebody. Otherwise, I was going to be fired, and so I reluctantly did it. But once I did it, I said, "Wow, people like look up to me. People respect me. They're interested in what I have to say." And I always had this mind chatter that, "Oh, I'm too young," or "I look young. I looked. I have a baby face." So. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, this is a good thing later in life, but when I was first getting started, I was like, ah, baby face, you know, like <laughs> no one's going to take me seriously. And that wasn't the case. And so what I determined was if somebody has a uh, solution, so if you have a solution, you have a product or a message or whatever it is that you do, if you have a solution and somebody's in pain or they're curious and they want to know more about it, they don't care your race. They don't care where you're from. They just are trying to get information to make their life better and easier. And so uh, I get the whole fear of public speaking and getting out in front of, of the audience. But I just want to say this technology is coming it's here and so if you look at the rise of video you know and i am sure in the future we're going to look back and say oh ha, 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 funny video it's vr now right virtual reality if you look at it business owners uh, are ever more in the spotlight or have the opportunity so you got facebook live snapchat periscope and so a lot of people clive you know they say oh you're, you're a speaker guy speak in front, front of audiences and yes that is one form of giving a presentation but um, if you don't get on board, you, you're just going to be left behind. And so as a business owner, you got to know how to motivate the troops. you got to know how to motivate the prospects to take action. And so I love uh, speaking. And so I get the whole fear thing, and there's ways to overcome that there. And then our second one is getting up that you mentioned. L- let me just make sure, Clive, you had mentioned the second part is, okay, I like speaking. But how do I actually get people to like do something, right? Is that correct? It is. It is. And, and I think that there's a third part with this really that might be worth us addressing first of all because it assumes the fact that anybody listening right now gets why you need to do presentations and I know very it's very easy to look at people like you Dustin who are out there on stage um, and yeah it's easy to say like okay you started somewhere of course you started somewhere and you realize how powerful it was for you but there's a lot of people listening and thinking you know what you know that might work for you but it would never work for me. I could never be out there and doing it. Can you t- yeah. speak more about that, Dustin? Well, number one, I would say is you don't have to go out there. I get it. Like I'm not here to sell you on, on being a speaker. So 
what you can do is you can do webinars. Like you never have to get out in front of others. And so uh, some people do podcasts. You never have to look at people, right? So you, can do, you can do a podcast. But the idea is that you got to put together a message that gets uh, people into action. The second thing I'll say is this. We grew a company where my partner, Dave, was a speaker. I was the introverted guy behind the scenes doing the marketing stuff. And so I didn't go out and speak at that company. We actually hired people. And so even if you do never desire to get up in front of others, I get it. And so you ought to consider a spokesperson. I mean, that's why companies have spokesperson. I think of uh, Day Thomas here, you know, in the United States for Wendy's, uh, the fast food joint. You know, he was like the spokesperson. And so many companies can have spokespeople out there beating the streets. And the only other thing, Clive, I want to share with you is, you know, if you look at politicians, whether you like them or not, uh, you know, they go out and they beat the streets. Now, the beautiful thing about us business owners and entrepreneurs is we can actually find spokespeople to go do that for us. So we don't have to do the politician, but you'll never, you'll never not find a politician out there shaking hands and going to the public and, and sharing their message. And so in that same way, you ought to think about, well, okay, maybe it doesn't have to be me. Maybe I can get someone else to do it, but uh, you still have to think about what is that message. Yeah, yeah. And the interesting thing as well is that uh, as I speak to a lot of people who are out delivering presentations, probably, you know, I don't know, I've never done any really statistical data on it, um, but probably around about two thirds of the people that I'm coaching and working with at the moment do describe themselves like you do as an introvert, and yet they're still able to deliver a powerful message. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there are so many tricks that I can share uh, here. Obviously, inside the book, we've, we've got a lot of them. You know, the thing is, is that I, I still consider myself an ambivert. Uh, that's a term I just came across, meaning like I'm introverted, yeah, but I also, I also do enjoy getting out. So I, I grew up in marketing as a copywriter, so I, I usually retreat to the cave and, and write and, and get stuff done. But every now and again, I like to come out. And so you can train yourself. You don't have to be Tony Robbins. You don't have to be polished. The fact is, is when you step on that stage, whatever stage it is, people give you a level of credibility. Um, that you know, you may get a heckler or two, of course, but you know, people get that it's a hard thing to do. And so when you do it, you know, people root for you, or at least they understand. You know, it is it's a it's a credible thing. So, you know, no matter where you come from, you can you can learn it. And I know that's easy for me to say because I've been doing it and, uh, you know, I've gone through this journey. But but the, the reality is, is anyone can do it, whether you're introvert or extrovert. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I know that the, the simple answer to this is go and buy your book. Um, but <laughs> right now I'm going to pick yeah. your brains if that's OK, Dustin. Absolutely. I want to deliver massive value so that I don't even have to say go buy my book, that you just get value and you want to do it. So absolutely. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> um, so, OK, let's uh, let's start. As I say, there's two things I want to get from you. One is like how we overcome this fear. If you can give speak about yep. that and then later on we'll, we'll get onto this. OK, so now how can we translate that to sales? Um, so let's start with this fear thing. Um, tell yep. us a little bit about that and what we can do to make some inroads there. Well, number one thing is practice. So a lot of here's what happens, Clive. A lot of people what they'll do is they'll get an invitation to speak, like, hey, come down to the group and speak, and you reluctantly say yes, and then you're like, okay, I'll, I'll worry about it later. And then you like it's later, and it's the night before, and it's midnight, right? Yeah. And you're like, oh crap, I got to speak at nine o'clock, and so you're putting this crazy pressure to put some slides together, and you haven't rehearsed, and you haven't practiced. I get it because you're running your business, and so people put themselves under undue pressure. So that's number one, and and so create your presentation way ahead of time and practice it, and and that's people's biggest fear is like, what if I get up there and I forget? And that comes from what if I get up there and I look stupid and part of looking stupid is forgetting what you're going to say. And so if you practice it and rehearse it, not just the words that you're going to say, but moving around on the stage, because it's not just the words that you say, it's your body movement. So much of communication is, is, is more than just the words, the actual message. And so practice number one, number two, 
is your frame of mind. So I remember reading this Rolling Stone interview, and they interviewed a famous singer, and she said uh, about going up on stage, just like you asked me about fear. And she and they she said, yes, every time before I go up, they literally have to drag me out of the room. I want to throw up, and I hate it. But she was amazing. And so uh, they interviewed someone else, someone very famous uh, as well, and they, they asked the same question. And he says, wait a minute. You mean that pulse of energy that runs through my body right before I'm about to go out and perform, then yeah, if that's what you mean, then yeah, yeah, I get that. And so it's a frame of mind, right? So if you like continually tell, oh my gosh, what if I look stupid? Uh, I'm so nervous right now. Like if you, if you let that ride you, it, it's going to be very hard to overcome. So it's the way that you talk about it, it's the way you communicate. And then number three, which because it's more popular now, is this idea of meditation or even listening to a song before you go. So just like a boxer has a rhythm, just like a singer you know, gets excited before they go up, um, you want to make sure you either meditate, you listen to a hypnosis audio if you're into that, or at least you know, just get yourself into a state so that you're excited before you go up there. And so those are the three biggest ones. There's many more, but those are like the three biggest ones that you can do to reduce that anxiety. Excellent. Absolutely right. I think uh, mindset is a huge thing. Um, and uh, you know, you certainly your first tip, the whole thing around preparation and, and practice. But you've actually, it's not good enough just to write it down. You've got to get up, you've got to get up and move around and, and do it for real in a quiet setting, haven't you? That's right. Like, Clive, I just want to say, like, you just you just reminded me, inspired me. You know, an athlete, you know, when they practice, like, they, they practice the whole thing. Football players, even though it's, like, at half speed, um, you know, they'll go out and practice the thing. I think of a sprinter, right? They sprint out of the gate, right? They practice the whole the whole thing. Even they, some of the best ones do the mental thing. They visualize. And so, obviously, I get it. You may not be competing for that Olympic gold medal. Uh, but if you adopt and you model successful actions in the world, you know, it's not just your words and sitting there at your desk doing get out talk because it's muscle memory you build it in and once you have that in your your body and i know it's weird uh for me to talk about this esoteric thing but once you have in your body you build that confidence because your body's like oh i've been here before i get it okay do this yeah yeah and we we find ourselves at at parts of the conversation where we we don't necessarily have to remember it word for word but we realize we've got to that stage we understand what's next yeah absolutely and the other thing i want to say i'm just so inspired right now clive is I think a lot of people don't have an outlet to practice. So I love podcasts now. Like I'm doing a ton of these. I, only until like a year ago did I like really – or actually six months ago did I get really excited. Obviously, I've got a book out, so I'm doing a bunch of these. But yeah. here's the thing. I get to practice so much material. I get to practice and see what works, how you respond, what questions you ask, and I get feedback. And I get not every business owner has that outlet. But I do want to share the story. The greatest comedians in the world, before they go on HBO like Chris Rock or before they do a world tour, they are in some dive club. You know, They're not leading with their name. Some of them use pen names, right? And they're trying material. And so that's the only thing I would add on to that is like if you write, if you speak on podcasts, host your own, you get this opportunity to kind of test your material. And so now when you go up and speak, you're just recalling essentially little stories from memory. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. And what, one of the things that I've been sort of interested in very much lately is this whole idea about starting badly. Um, <laughs> and, and the, you know, whenever we start anything, we always start badly because we've just not had the practice. And you know, one of the things that I love about having the opportunity to present in business, whether you're at a networking event or wherever, is that we have to start somewhere. And every time you do it, it's practice for the next one. And it's all experience. It's brilliant, isn't it? 
It is. You know, Clyde, that really speaks to me because um, part of my DNA is I'm, I'm a perfectionist, and I think some people can relate to that. And so, like, I don't want to put out a bad message. I don't want to look stupid. Like, I get it. And so I think that's that's a good strength, but I also think it's it's a weakness. And so uh, for me, you just have to get started. And the, and the funny thing is, is, like, you will look back in life and you will laugh at that, uh, just like that Microsoft picture of Bill Gates, you know, like who would have invested in this company. And you see – I don't know if you, if people have seen that, but, you know, Google it, and you'll see. And, and you just laugh at that right like you just laugh back in life and that's part of the journey and so Clive you're absolutely right just get started just do something and you know if there's five people there and you bomb like you know odds are it's going to die and no one's going to know about it and you're just going to go on to the next thing you're going to learn a ton yeah yeah what happens though if you're if you stand up to do your presentation you've done your planning and your prepping and Mm -hmm. you've you've rehearsed it you go up there and you dry up what, what, <laughs> I remember doing that. I've done that more than once. Um, what what can you say to someone who's in that situation? The biggest thing I would say in that situation that's that's a really good one. No one's ever asked me that before. The good what I would do in that situation is I would ask questions. So you know they're expecting you to talk, but at the end of the day, people love to hear themselves talk. And and most of the time when you are a speaker, like you are carrying the whole thing. But gosh, if you lock up. You could always default to asking questions. So you could say, you know, guys, I, I came here with a, a talk that I was going to, you know, share with you, but I'm just feeling like, you know, I want to hear what you actually want to hear. So you, you do kind of like a social media play and you just get in their lives and say, you know, what's your biggest question around this? And I'm not going to say the audience is going to be like really prepared to give you their question. So you're going to have to ask more questions and say, you know, and connect, you know, hey, John, you know, what's your biggest question around, you know, IT, you know, or network administration or whatever the the thing is that that you do. And you just ask for questions there. And so that would be my big thing. And then once you do, once they communicate back, you're going to feel secure and they're going to ask a question. And soon, oftentimes, as soon as you get asked a question, your mind goes into, oh, answer mode. Here it is. And then you've got your content. I love that. That's a brilliant uh, tip there. Uh, and I must admit, when I'm in social situations, I, you know, I, I used to get really, really nervous in, in all kinds of social situations. And what, I, what I've learned to do is to lean back on my coaching and simply ask questions because, as you say, people love talking about themselves. Mm-hmm. And what it does as well is it gives me thinking time so I can get ready uh, for my bit. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the greatest one of the greatest communicators in the world, Socrates, you know, his thing was, you know, the Socratic method and just asking questions. So you can always default to that if it worked for him. Gosh, it could work for us, too. (laughs) That's excellent. Uh, So, Dustin, tell us about how we can actually uh, monetize um, presentations and speeches. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, Clive, I get like, we've got folks from all around the world listening in and all different businesses. So like when I say monetize or sell, I want to just give a a foundation real quick. So when you speak, whether you even do it on a Facebook live, a webinar or live in a room or whatever platform comes out in the future, VR, uh, at the end of the day, you've got to make people take action. And it's my belief that every talk, every presentation should get people into action. So let's talk about that. Number one is like, let's say my corporate friends, you know, they can't sell from the stage, you know, because they would get stormed out of the audience uh, or out of the boardroom. And so in that scenario, what you would want to do is you want to get buy in or you want to get the appointment. So if you kind of go in and you're you're pitching like a boardroom or a, a place where you can't like sell your product from the stage, you want to get the next meeting. So now you think about with everything, the end in mind. So what is the wording? What's the presentation that I need to get a yes or a maybe? 
Let's say that you're not trying to get a next appointment, but maybe you're out there, you want to speak, you want to build your list because you, you know, heard some things about internet marketing, build your email list or your Facebook fan following. So what you could say is at the end of it, you know, hey, listen, thanks so very much. I want to give you even more value. And so I want you to do these three things uh, or I'm going to give you these three things when you opt into my list. So that is an offer. It's not I'm going to make money, but that is something that's a two-step play, build your list. And then if you can't be forward, like maybe you're in the charity world and you're like, hey, give me some money so you can feel better and you know, help, help this, this charitable cause. Or you're in business and you're like, hey, I've got this service, you know, this SEO service or you know, this consulting uh, thing that I can help you out with. Then what I want you to do is put together that irresistible offer. And Clive, the biggest thing I see is most people are like, value, value, value. Here's some content, value, value, value. And then, oh, by the way, this. And I say, that's good. Lead with value. Give some amazing content. Educate people. But I want you to reverse engineer it. So I want you to think about what's the action you want your audience to take. And then everything that leads up to that, a bullet point, whatever you're going to share on the screen, does it further that sale. Right? So does is this story of your childhood or, or, or the story of your mother, is that like helping the sale because maybe they feel more rapport? Maybe. Maybe not, you know, in the corporate boardroom. Uh, and so you want to think about uh, reverse engineering that and putting together an irresistible offer. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people get this whole thing about giving value. Nobody mm-hmm. likes being sold to, but when right. it's accompanied with having value, then we, we're prepared to give up our time to do that, to hear someone out, if we think there's something in it for us immediately right now. When is the best time to come away from the value and onto you know what the future value would be if they were to work with you? Hmm. The way that I heard that question asked, and you let me know if I missed the mark. You keep me keep me in line, Clive. Is yeah. What you want to do is you want to be getting agreement throughout, and so you should always be delivering value and come from the mindset that you know there are people in the audience that need what you you have, and that's why they're there in, in front of you. And so when you come from that, that value mindset, everything is value. So from the story that you share with them to the content steps, you know the SEO stats, or I don't know why I'm on SEO today, um, but um, the stats, statistics you would give them that are relevant in your industry or in your world, and then the actual offer itself is value to them. Now, not maybe everybody can take action or you know is qualified at that point so I get it and so the big thing I want to communicate is you should always be building value and one of the ways to do that is to get yeses throughout and so a lot of people will ask me hey Dustin you know you give content and then you give an offer and I say yes you do that but you also get agreement throughout and so um, you get small yeses before you get to the big yes because if you don't get the small yeses throughout something is off with the value that you're delivering so like if you can't get them agreed to this stat or this content thing or how easy this can be if you you know have a, a system or a plan, then you're off the base and your value may be out of alignment. And so that's the big thing I'd share there. Exactly. That's a brilliant tip. And it's, it echoes a lot of what's going on uh, with uh, sales conversations at the moment where people are getting more onto asking for permission to continue the conversation throughout. And so looking for yeses and the confirmations. Uh, and so that's really important, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely, especially if you're doing one-to-one or even in a webinar format or where you can do Facebook Live and get interaction. You know, if you're off base, 
Uh, if you, for some reason, thought you were going to be in, a, in front of a different audience or maybe you're having an off day or something, you, you really ought to like not try to hammer people over the head and say, hey, listen, go out and be a speaker or go out and you know buy my business stuff. You really should like try to disqualify people. And so if they're not interested in, in working with you, then you can say, you know, well, let's take a different approach. What would build value for you? And I know that's crazy because if you've prepared your slides, like how could you do that midstream? But really at the end of the day, especially in one-on-one, if you can just check in with your audience and make sure they're there and they're getting value, it's m- most important. So come from that. How can I disqualify them and eliminate all the, the things that they wouldn't want? Exactly. And I think that, that happens before you even get to the presentation for most cases. If you're doing a webinar, you want to target the right people. And a lot of this is uh, around the copy that goes in there when you're targeting. And also, if you're asked to speak at an event, well, surely you ask about the audience that are arriving. Uh, Clive, you're spot on. You just you just reminded me of this idea of choreography. So before I did this whole speaking thing, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm a marketer. I'm still a marketer. I, I want to embrace that. So I'm a marketer. And so I was the guy behind the scenes doing the marketing to get people to show up or get them onto the webinar. And so I have this appreciation of this idea of choreography. And even though I'm here kind of talking about the message and you know overcoming fear, it's not just the presentation. Influence is a much bigger conversation. So what can you do ahead of time? Basically, research, reach out on social media to engage with the audience because there's a Facebook page or an event page or something like that. Talk to the promoter or organizer and figure out who's in the room. And then what can you do during your presentation? Of course, get agreements throughout, have an irresistible offer. And then finally, what do you do after? Because we all have heard that stat, it takes six or seven yeses to make the sale and the fortunes in the follow-up. And so what we're finding, especially nowadays, is that most of the sales are taking place after the presentation. If you will choreograph it correctly, meaning like you don't just follow up after one phone call and call it quits. You follow up with email. You follow up with phone calls or text messages. And so um, I really want folks to embrace this idea of choreography. The message and presentation is important, but just what you do in front of it and what you do behind it is equally as important. Yeah, so it's just seeing it as one part of a larger approach. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's that marketing coming out in me. So speaking, yes, good, but marketing and influence. And really, that's what I think of marketing is delivering value, obviously influencing them into your message and why they want to do business or be receptive to it. And so and delivering value. And so I think of this whole thing rather than just the sales pitch or the message itself, because it, it all matters. And that's what's so important. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Dustin, if you're putting together a presentation and you're going to do a talk on something or the other, do you kind of have a formula or a format in terms of how you structure your presentation? Beautiful question. The answer is absolutely yes. So there are, Clive, five steps to a presentation, and these occur whether you know or not, but knowledge is power and understanding them you know, can really give you some leverage. So number one is your intro. Number two is your story. Number three is your offer. Number four is the body of your presentation. And number five is the close. And so, Clive, do we have time just to kind of go? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Okay, cool. 
So the introduction, real quick, there's a lot of components to the, to the introduction. And so the biggest thing I'll share with you, my, one of my most favorite things is, you know, presidents, royalty, even rock bands are introduced by other people. And so uh, like the press secretary comes on first or there's the warm-up act, right? And so even before you go on the stage in your introduction, people are going to judge a book by its cover. So we ought to find the person that everyone knows, the organizer or a celebrity to introduce us. So in your introduction, actually even before you talk, you want to get rock star credibility status. So I show up with an intro video if I'm going to speak live, or I always have somebody introduce me. So it's that transfer, it's a subconscious thing, it's that transfer of power and credibility. So the whole goal in your intro is you've got to grab their attention. Easiest way, and often the way I will start a talk is with a question. Because I know the audience. So how many of you want to learn more about presentations? How many of you want to make more money? How many of you want to lose weight? You know, if I were doing weight loss, so I'd start with a question and then I get yeses. Now, not everyone says yes, so I ask more questions and get more buy-in along the way. So that's intro, and I, I know we got to be tight. So number two, I'll, I'll be tighter. Uh, number two <laughs> is story. So story, every great presentation has a story. We were grown up on stories ever since the caveman and cavewoman time. So you've got to have a story. It doesn't have to be cheesy. It doesn't have to be I was broke living under uh, a river you know, in a van, um, but it does have to connect with the audience. And so if you're in corporate, you would tell the story of how something was developed or how there was you know, a transformation recently or an in innovation. If it's you selling yourself, you may get a little personal uh, uh, you know, because people love the underdog. You know, Hollywood uh, is, a, is a big thing. So watch movies for examples of storytelling. Number three, and this is a big one, is the offer. Now, I'm not saying, Clive, to sell something at this point, but you should remind every audience that they have a pain or there is a pain that exists in the marketplace. And then the, reason, the whole reason why you're speaking or giving a presentation is you have a solution. And it may be yeah. a product, it may be a service, but I like to say it's your methodology. It's you found a process that would help somebody or help a company uh, increase their sales or decrease turnover or whatever the, the benefit is. So turn up the pain and then offer the solution, which is your philosophy, your body of work. Next one, number four, rapid fire, is the body. So here's what I want you to do. I want everyone listening in to write down five steps to success. So Definitely. if you're a business and consultant, what are the five things you do to help people and businesses grow? If you're a weight loss coach, what is the five-step process? Drink more water, you know, look at the food twice before you put it in your mouth, you know, step on you know, the scale more often than you, know, you do. Whatever your steps are, come up with five steps because people like steps. They like processes. They like formulas. And then I want you to call it something. And if you can't, if you're not creative with the words, I get it. The, the thing that you could do is you could just simply say your name. So you could have the Clive formula, right? Or I could have the Matthews method. And so now instantly no one else owns that because it's your name and it's your process. And so like you're instantly different in the marketplace. So that's huge value, makes you different. And that's what people want is a system and a process. All right, yeah, last one. Uh, sorry, Clive. Last one. We're tight. Uh, last one would be your clothes. So you've got to now, you've got them excited. You sold them on yourself. You told some stories, social proof. They see you as the expert. And now you've got to actually close. And so the easiest way, and I know some people really fear this. I used to, and I was that guy that would like completely change. Like I didn't like, I didn't like to do it. And so now I just say, listen, friends, how many of you would like me to share a way that we can work together, how I can make your life easier? How many of you would like me to share a product uh, that could make a real difference in your world? And so I get yeses. Now, I didn't wait to get my first yes there. I've asked yes throughout. And so I just ask a question, you know, how many of you would like to see that? And if I've done right and I'm in front of the right audience, they're going to say yes. And I may joke with them and say, oh, that's it. Come on. And then, you know, they raise their hands. And then you go into your clothes and explain your product. So those are the five steps 
I think in record time. I think that's the quickest I've ever done. <laughs> you did really well. It was like a sprint there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I love it. So you've got your intro, your story, your offer, your body, and your clothes. And, and if you kind of follow that, like paint by numbers, um, <laughs> then you've got a structure. Um, and I, I really liked your your question there at the end for how many of you would like such and such. By that point there, hopefully you've really tapped into whatever pain or problem that you're solving for them and uh, you've built the desire. So uh, I, I think that's a really lovely way of, of introducing what it is that you do. Yeah, you know, no one wants to be the pushy salesman. No one wants to uh, listen to the pushy salesperson or the, the car salesperson. And so, you know, now more than ever, Clive, you're spot on. Like there's this changing. And so, you know, this question base is very powerful. And so you got to do a little more legwork. You can't just hit people over the head and, and say, come work with me. Uh, you got to understand what their pains are and you got to do a little research and talk to them. Um, but when you do it that way and you, you get their buy-in all throughout, it just makes life easier on them and on you. Excellent, excellent. Dustin, thank you so much. Um, I've, we've got one more question that I want to ask you, but before we do, I know that some people are going to want to contact you. Some people are going to certainly want to buy your book, and I do recommend it. It's a great book, um, and uh, certainly Dustin's got a lot to share. Dustin, your chance to do a plug here. Tell us all about it. Oh, Clive, I, I really appreciate it. L listen, it's just this. I made it easy. It's at nobspresentations.com. That's no BS presentations plural.com and, and you know if you like Amazon or Barnes and Noble or whatever you can click there but the, the reason why I'm sending you there is it's more than a book it is a resource for you so I couldn't put videos in the book I couldn't put templates in there I couldn't put you know multimedia examples in there and so when you get the book make sure to get the bonuses and it tells you how to on that page and that's going to help you execute and implement a whole lot quicker excellent excellent thank you uh, how do people get hold of you Dustin yeah, uh, the big thing is I'm on Facebook, so you know a lot of people think, oh, you know, I don't want to bother him, bother me. Uh, and I'm not <laughs> not to say like I'm gonna get back to you like right away quickly, um, but I love to engage. I love the dialogue. That's how I learn. That's how I provide value. And the other way uh, for those that love live experiences, we love to do live events. I love to press the flesh, as, as the politicians say, uh, and meet people face to face uh, when I'm not in my cave, of course. And so we do an event called the Amplify Experience. So if you want to come uh, to the U.S., if you're uh, outside the country and join us it's great and if you are here no excuses get over here amplifyexperience.com i love it love it excellent what i'll do is i'll make sure that we get all of those links on the show notes page one final question for you dustin it's a question that i often ask people did you ever read winnie the pooh when you was uh, when you was a boy yep uh, there's a story in Winnie the Pooh where he gets stuck in the rabbit warren because he's eating too much honey and, and often if I'm doing a presentation I'll, I'll put this thing, uh, this picture of Winnie the Pooh stuck in the warren and I say here's where you might get stuck. Uh, so thinking about people doing presentations, where do you think they might get stuck? Can you give us one, one example and, and what they can do about it? Yeah, absolutely. And Clive, you call me out if you feel like this is too vanilla. And so I, I think they just don't take action. Uh, and meaning, meaning they don't take action. Uh, let me say this. They don't take action early enough. And so if you know you're going to give a presentation, um, you know, waiting to the last minute really will stress you out. And then the, the fear of, of it coming up, you know, really stresses you out. And so take action earlier. Uh, and then most people actually never even get the opportunity. So they never go out there and try to find it or put themselves in a situation. And so I, I feel like you miss out big time. And so I get it, uh, it you know, like, it's scary. It can be. Um, but when you do it and you experience it and you see the results of it doing correctly, man, it can grow your business big time. Excellent. Excellent. Dustin, thank you so much. Awesome, Clive. Thank you. I'm really excited and thrilled about being on the show. Thanks for having me. This has been a blast. Brilliant interview there with Dustin Matthews. What a nice guy. 
and really knows his stuff as well. If you want to check out Dustin and any of the links that mentioned today or get a copy of his book or anything else, then go ahead to my show notes page at getrealaboutbusiness.com forward slash 22. If you're thinking about putting what you learned today in the podcast into action, then what I've done is put together a cheat sheet so that you can download that and you can get all the notes from the interview here today. You can download that on the show notes page. Again, the link is getrealaboutbusiness.com forward slash 22. But that is all the time we've got today. If you want to come and hang out with me, then do check out my Facebook group. Again, the link is in the show notes page. You can grab that link or just search on Facebook for Earning the Right. That's my free Facebook group. Come and hang out with me. Ask me questions and tell me what you thought of the episode today. Next week, I've got another brilliant guest for you. Come and check him out. What I'm trying to do with the episodes right now is to get them scheduled for every Monday morning. So watch out for that download on iTunes and all the usual places. Until next time, I've been Clive Maloney. Here's to you and your highly successful business.